Hello, my ladies, my gays, my theys, and the men who get it. Welcome back to another episode of the F the Nice Guy podcast. And before we get started with this episode, I just wanted to say a few things. Number one, um, I think in my excitement over this podcast and sharing stories, I literally have never said my name. I'm pretty sure. So hi, I'm Reagan, and I created the F the Nice Guy podcast to give a platform for people to share their stories with the quote-unquote nice guys. Because the truth is, so many of us never got to tell our tales of the nice guys, and uh, it's time. It really is time. Secondly, I just want to say a big thank you to everybody who's listening. I never imagined that in such a short amount of time, so many people would be listening and, you know, engaged and impacted by these stories and I am truly humbled by the positive response and all the people who are submitting their stories to me to be shared and just the feedback and the love and I didn't want another episode to go by without me expressing my absolute gratitude for everybody that's listening so thank you and now that I'm done with all the feels uh let's talk about this episode so my co-host and I could not stop <laughs> sharing stories about nice guys. So this is going to be a two-part episode. Uh, you'll hear us tell stories. And then at one point, I just had to cut it off because the episode was so long. And so we'll have part one this week. And then next week, you will hear the continuation of this episode. So I hope you love it. Thank you for being here. And here is part one of my episode with Jenna. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the F the Nice Guy podcast. Today, I am super excited because today my co-host is my good friend, Jenna. She is a actress. She is a creator. She is just an all-around amazing, funny person. So, Jenna, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, so, today we have a special episode because we are talking about a unique type of nice guy in a very unique industry. We're going to be talking about the nice guys in production and film and entertainment. Yep. So fun. More Just, like not so nice. <laughs> they're they're not so nice. They're not nice at all. Um, There's going to be a lot of accents in this probably because Jen and I... <laughs> Because we have an, a problem. We have mental problems when we talk together and um, you will hear them in many a voice. So I think particularly uh, Jen and I had an interesting journey of both being like, yeah, we are very straight. We're very straight. We like we like men. And um, it made it more complicated until later in life. We're like, oh, no. Just kidding. We were just kidding about that. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. We're queer. Right. <laughs> I think I feel like it makes it harder though when you when they think that they have a chance they're like any any even close opportunity. Yeah. Well, even once you're like like I am straight up lesbian and even once I was like I'm a lesbian, it still was like mm, I don't know about are you sure? So like <laughs> some guys and I was like, yeah, no. I'm like dating another lesbian. <laughs> and they're like uh, I mean, maybe you're, it's just like a experimental thing and you'll have hope. And I was just like, so there's a chance. Yeah. yeah. So you say <laughs> there's a chance. There is no chance. It is Denzo. Um, yeah. Pass of all places that I feel like I've dealt with 
nice guys or harassment or like icky creepy behavior on set was was on a, set what's the main one yeah oh god especially like student films or like small budget a hundred percent also like it's the worst when they have everyone else wrapped around their finger mm-hmm. and you're like i don't i'm not wrapped around his finger you guys and they're like are you kidding? I love him. He's so nice. He's the best. He's so sweet and adorable. He's so pr- like, it kills me because I'm just <laughs> like, um, I don't know. He's like, actually, he wasn't so nice to me or something. You know, you're like, you're like, oh, no. don't know how to speak up about this because then everyone's going to be like, wow, Jenna's a shit. <laughs> What's you her know? deal? God, like is so negative. <laughs> so negative when she talks about this horrible experience she had with this guy. Like, cheer yeah. up, smile more. Ugh. To this day, I have that issue with like people will bring up like I was working on something and somebody brought up a person I had worked with in the past who was the worst. And I just sat there and I was like, mm, yeah. Like, did you work with him? I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, you know, mm, I don't. I didn't have the best experience because it's on you then like in this field like if you say anything negative about someone that can haunt you like then oh, yeah. it gets back to them it gets back to somebody else they don't want to work with you you're like they difficult. immediately make your like opinions about you as like okay well if you don't like him I probably won't work with you because I really like him and his <laughs> flavor or, or like I work really well with him or something and you're just like, like yeah he probably wasn't hitting on you well, I'm not going to get a job with them ever again. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. No. As I've gotten older, I feel like it's gotten better, but it definitely, I feel like the younger I was, the worse it was because everybody was yeah. friends, like actually friends, not like colleagues, like yeah, hang out every. school <laughs> with everyone that we ended up working with. Like yes. we went to school with this as our background. Mm-hmm. And then once we all graduated, we all ended up working together. And so it was like, we've known these people for years. We've established relationships with these people. And 100%, the younger I was, the worse the interactions were, the worse the mm-hmm. boys were, mm-hmm. and the harder it was for me to stick up or say something for myself. Mm-hmm. And that comes with age and experience and confidence. But like, I don't know, as a young woman or person who was raised as a woman, like you you don't have that type of confidence. You're not yeah. socialized to be confident, to speak up for yourself. Mm-hmm. And it starts as like, as young as like a toddler where you're sure. forced to give hugs, you know, like little- Not kids, in my house. Not in my house. You my know? child like, does not. But yes, I, yes, I know exactly yeah, what you're talking so about. It's Your autonomy. Like it adds yeah. up. It adds up. And then like, there's also the, the fact of on set, you're with somebody for like, 12 hours for like five days so if yeah. like day one they hit on you and you're, you're like mm, I don't really then you have to be with them for that full time unless you want to just you know quit a film you're doing you're like uh I, I so you've made this really awkward now like your personal yeah. behavior and again to your point most people don't see that like if it's a nice guy mm-hmm. in quotation marks obviously yeah yeah, like, with other, like women on set, you can be like, hey, have you experienced this with this person? And they're like, oh, no, I haven't. But like they at least believe you because they've experienced yes. it with other person. Yes, they but do. But if you say it to a guy, they're like, 
dude, just chill. Like, chill. it probably wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wink. It's rough. It's so intimate because you're stuck with people for long amounts of time. Like, like I said, like 12 plus hours. And you have like talent and then you have crew and then there's a power dynamic so it gets really messy really quick yeah Um, it does and like speaking of power dynamic like one of my very first feature films um I was cast as like one of the leads and it was a very cool experience Mm -hmm. but I will say he was one of the producers and he was also a big um role in the production mm-hmm. and I had worked for him previously he said weird things and you know alluded to weird things and stuff and was completely inappropriate made inappropriate jokes etc it was just like really really difficult as a young woman to be in that position with him in multiple scenarios where yeah. I was like pulling my hair out being like how do I I have to be the nice person Sure. It was like a three week set for like 16 hour days. And every day I had to hold my tongue and just get through it as Mm -hmm. we are socialized to do. (laughs) The woman's motto. It's disgusting. It's horrible. Get through it because I was like, this guy is one of the, the biggest people or film production and I can't up or like burn that bridge because then my career's over. And that's really how it felt, especially being that young, being put in a position where I'm uncomfortable. Yes. And that's true though. Like here, that's true. If you cross somebody who's made a name for themselves and is a a known person in the community, because it is so small, it doesn't take much for them to be able to completely mess up your your career path if they want to, which they want to usually. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like one small thing. Like I'm thinking of another example where this guy was like, oh, I really like, I, I had a web series called One Brick Shy. He really whoop liked whoop. The series. And he was like, I would love to help produce and like give you equipment and access and resources and crew members and mm-hmm. whatever. And we were like, whoa, this is an awesome opportunity um, to, you know, build on our first couple episodes and he came with a lot of suggestions and to our script. Oh, we love it. Right. And I was like, okay, um, totally see where that's coming from. And you know, it's not a bad idea, but we just kind of like politely declined a few suggestions. And then he didn't even bother to tell us that he wasn't going to help produce an episode <gasps> that was being shot within like I think it was six days oh, because you didn't take his suggestions. suggestions yes so he pulled the rug out from under us six mm. days before shooting and we found out from like a friend of a friend of his being like hey by the way he's like really not happy and is not going to be a part of this production and we were oh like oh my god whoa but like in the very beginning he was like I really want to like help give a platform to female voices especially in comedy oh my All god <laughs> he was like it's not my time to have a voice like I want to help give a platform to voices that 
you know, have been marginalized and all this stuff. So perfect example of nice guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> nice guy. I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss. I'm so sorry. I'll bleep but, you. It's fine. Yeah. Nice guy getting the tiniest bit uh, insulted and taking back everything that he had priorly, like previously said. And I'm just like, um, you <laughs> what? totally screwed us, bro. By thinking that like you were helping us out on our side. Like we felt really in good hands and like so flattered that he wanted to help us. We were like super stoked. Yeah, We're like, this is so great. This is your best. He yeah. had a ton of resources that he was uh, willing to provide. And then those resources were gone. And we had to scramble six days before shooting. Might I just add, One Brick Shy is like this awesome series that was, it was created by you all. It's so rare, like, for a non-binary person and women to be able to tell their own story, right? It was based on pretty much you guys. <laughs> like, there's a yeah. lot of who you are in it. There was no other expert in the characters, in the story, in the comedy style, than you all, period. And a guy comes in and is like, I want want to raise up non-male stories and non-men creators. And yet, he's like, but let me tell you how to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Let me get my voice in there. 100%. Let me tell you how to do it. This is like exactly what we need to do and how to change the script and blah, blah, blah. And we were trying to keep it as simple as possible. Because, like, at the time, we didn't have resources. So, like, keeping it as simple and resourceful as we could was really important to us. And comedy, in my opinion, like, I really like it to be, like, quick, concise. Like, I don't want it to be muddled. And he was kind of muddling it a wee bit. At least for our style, you know? Right. It's like, well, this isn't yours. Exactly. It's not yours. Right. And we do appreciate suggestions. I'm not saying like, um, how dare you come up with ideas? Not at all. That's not the point. It's like you, this was not about you. Like this, like this is not about you, bro. Also we have every right to say no to suggestions just because someone gives you advice or whatever. You have the right to be like, "Mm, thank you for that. But no, I'm not going to use that. I know a lot of people, particularly like women, or if you're raised that way, like don't feel like they can say no to yeah. even suggestions. I remember when I would create and write, people would give me a suggestion that would literally destroy like like yeah. my concept. Completely alter it. Yes, completely. Like they from people who did not understand what I was doing. And I was like, oh, let me just, okay, I'll just throw that in and rewrite for eight days because I don't feel comfortable telling you, thank you, but no. Right. A lot of the times I didn't ask for the critique either, but you know. A hundred percent. But I love, I I love collaboration, but also you can have ownership over your own creation. Yeah. And we like, were as polite as we could, of course. Oh, I'm sure. You know, um, and so when we did like knock down his ideas or what have you, um, yeah, we were as blind as we could. And we didn't think that it was ever going to end that way. Logically, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> and so we found out from a third party that he wasn't going to be a part of the project. It blew my mind that the the fragility of this person 
was like just bananas to me. And that he was just going to leave you like six days out. Like, and that's because someone told you. That's not because he told you. He did not tell us. He was, just, he was like, good luck, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. Good luck, ladies and non-binary person. Good luck without me, the man. You're like, right. dude, you have created this. Like, you created the crisis. Totally. Like, you shoved your way in and now you took away the resources we are now dependent on because you said you were doing that. Yeah. And have left us out because, oh, we didn't, we didn't take your suggestion. It was like heartbreaking at the time. And the very beginning saying he wanted to like give a platform to queer voices, female voices, whatever. I was like, right on. So you would think that he still holds those values. It's more like I want to be seen as progressive. I like the way yeah. it feels to get the praise of being progressive without actually being progressive. The last nice guy that really burned me that I didn't see coming uh, totally claimed to be a feminist and like talked about it all the time. And I'm like, oh, good. Now we have to worry about <laughs> people who are like. And if they have the right vocabulary. Oh, so sneaky. They absolutely hook you. Yeah. You're like, yay. And then you're like, wait, your actions are, are the opposite of that. Yeah. It's all performative. Yes. They know how to regurgitate the right information to get us, you know, comfortable and like put our guard down. To trust them. Yeah. Yeah. To trust them. (laughs) It's the worst. It really felt like the rug was being ripped out from underneath us. And I was just like, I really, I really did trust him, you know? It's so much more upsetting when someone has framed themselves to be an ally. Like if somebody is clearly an a-hole, especially when you're like queer, if somebody's like openly anti your existence, you're like, all right, I, <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Um, No, but if they are, you're like, okay, I see that. I know what that is. Cool. I can just get away from you. But when you let someone in close creatively, that was your, your all's baby. Like that was your, it, this was something you spent so much time on. It meant so much to you. And it was amazing. It is amazing. It's incredible. Anyways, um, to have somebody come in as this like ally type of person and then just totally. the, the exact opposite. Uh, yeah, it was beyond unprofessional, but it definitely yeah. was heartbreaking. And I was just like, well, <laughs> I guess get used to this. <laughs> Welcome to the industry, girl. You're, you're a professional now. Yeah. I can tell one of my stories if you want. Yeah, I want to hear some some juice. You want to hear some juice? You want to hear some juice? You want to hear some juice, juice, that juicy juice? Okay. Idiots. So here's a good one. You're going to love it. It's yeah. the worst. Okay. This is Young Reagan. And this was a small film. Mm-hmm. And you're going you're gonna to die. Um, This is a small film. So self-finance. This guy was like, I don't know, 40s or 50s. Who the heck knows with men? Mm-hmm. And uh, my friend had a part. And he was like a guy, important note, had a great experience. This guy. Uh-huh who is also in his 50s, had a great experience with this other guy in his 50s. So, of course, my experience will be the same. Absolutely. Of course. Of course. There'll be no difference whatsoever. This is how this happens. Oh, you'll love him. He's great. He's great. He didn't harass me at all. I agree to do it. I do this bit part. Literally, I am a like a reporter news clip about the main character. It's like the story... This I don't even remember, but like a woman goes missing and it's haunted. I don't know. You know, the whole, these stories are all the same. So um, we've all been in a film like that where someone's yep. missing and there's ghosts. 
period. You're a woman. <laughs> Scream. Like, why? Why is that the common denominator for all of us? We've all been in film like that. You're correct. There's no lies. Yeah. <laughs> like, why? So I can tell he is enjoying working with me. He's very intense with me, which mm. I I can usually handle. Here's where it gets good. And by good, I mean bad. So I get a call from him that's like, hey, um, I really enjoyed the scene that you did. And I'm writing a, a bigger part for you. Yeah. Uh, note to any actors out there, if you are a woman or uh, anyone who's not a man, uh, any gender that's not a man. Yeah. If uh, if uh, you're in the middle of making something and a guy's like, I've increased your role in this uh, uh, run. It might get weird. <laughs> it's getting weird. And at the time I was flattered. I was like, oh, I did a good job. When you're young in this industry and someone's wanting to give you more opportunities, it is yeah. like, I I might be good at this. I, oh, yay. Somebody noticed me. Um, yeah, no. And you might be good at it. Truly. I'm not saying I'm sorry. That sounded really like dismissive of like, you're not actually. <laughs> but it's just like. You are going to take every opportunity given to you because it, it, you never know if you're going to get another opportunity. You can have talent and someone can still not have that as their intention as to why they want more time with you. Yeah. So he's like, I made it bigger, which again, makes no sense because I was just a reporter. Right. So like, how does that work? So he tells me, he's like, okay, I wrote this thing. You're basically... You are now doing the investigation, despite the fact that it was a talking head reporter thing. All of a sudden now I'm a, I'm a journalist. Like I'm a, Ooh. like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I did that because yeah. that was the vibe. And so I'm in a party dress. Why? Question mark. As a journalist? As a journalist. What's happening? Like I, like all of these, I'm so was not ready for this. So yeah. I'm like, okay, so I should have known like something's weird. So it's a scene where me and this cameraman who have this like flirtatious relationship, okay, are going to investigate. And then like, I have like a fling with a ghost. I, girl, girl if I could go back in time and slap myself. <gasps> I know it was bizarre. But again, I was like, oh, a job. I'm a actress. You're like, so, oh, my Patrick Swayze moment. Oh, I am Jamie Moore. And here comes Patrick Swayze. And we're making the pottery. No, you know what did happen to me? I drive to the location, which is given to me as an address. Meaning I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what it is really. And it's kind of, it's an apartment complex. Okay. Well, it's an apartment complex that is under construction. So I am like one of the only human beings at this place. Terrifying. Oh, you don't even know. So I get there and like, there's like, you know, it's, it's construction. Like the apartment itself is done, but it is a, a construction place. I get there and there he is with his dumb self. Um, I have reasons to call him that. And, you know, he's like, oh, hey, how are you? We're just waiting for the other actor. And I'm like, that's cool. Sign the contract, blah, blah, blah. Just be here. I'm like, cool. Great. Grand dandy. So. I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And wouldn't you know it, Jenna, the other actor doesn't show. Oh my God. Uh-huh. So if you recall, the script is about a cameraman who has the hots for the lead reporter. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. And he's like, well, uh, you know what? I, I guess I'll just 
have to shoot it myself. I will be the actor. Oh, God. Mind you, this is a script he has written for me. And now he is acting the guy's role who I have a flirtatious relationship. Yeah, including like <sighs> shooting me from a down angle as I'm going up the what? stairs, touching no. my feet. Yes, yes. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I've signed the contract. At the time, I was so scared of like not, like I signed something. So I was like, Shh, uh, uh. I felt like I, I didn't feel like I could leave. Uh-uh. And so I'm like, all right. So he like, literally he's like saying flirty things and filming me, like enacting a fantasy in my mind. And I don't believe there was another actor to this day. Like, I think there was never another actor because I never knew his name. I never worked with him. Like I had no contact with this other person. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And it gets worse. Oh my God. (laughs) Jen, I told you to buckle up. Yeah. It gets worse. Yes. Yes. This it's is just like the two of you on a construction. The bike. two of us in basically an abandoned apartment complex. Like there's nobody there except for like maybe there was some like down the ways, but where we were, nobody but the two of us. Oh, and now cool. I'm yeah, it was great. It was so now I don't know how to leave. I don't know what to do. I'm like, I'm just gonna act this out. I thought he was a really nice guy. He presented that way. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, this is that's the point at like and I've spoken to this before where the nice guy gets you in trouble because you don't know where the line is. I did not know where I was okay to say, stop. Like, like this does not go into tra- trauma. It just goes into creepy. But it's like, I didn't know. Like, now looking back, it would have been acceptable. Like, it was okay the second the other actor didn't show up. Like, yeah. I had the right to say, hey, I... I agree to do it under this this circumstance. I don't want to do whatever this is. And it's so easy looking back to know like, oh, this is how I should have or could have or like had the option to um, go about this. And it's a lesson learned absolutely to be like, I'm not going to do a project if it's just me and another person shooting one thing. Like yeah. there has to be more people there. Well, that and the fact of like, I thought it was going to be multiple. Like I didn't totally. know it was two people. I thought it was at least like five. Like he was going to yeah. have se- like, it's unheard of to shoot it like that. Like where the hell's guy. the audio guy? Where's the audio guy? That's what I'm telling you. Audio is everywhere. Where's the guy with the boom mic getting in the shot? Like, yeah. So, so, okay. So I, at this point I'm like, okay, this is not good. He's giving me alcohol also. He's, no, it's not yes so in in the scene i'm we're partying again none of this makes sense so like then he's like okay well you're drinking the scene and he was giving me actual beer oh my god not prop beer and i i just basically refused to drink it i just would pretend sip it you're like i have to drive <laughs> i have to drive i'm actually a professional i don't I don't like get wasted on set. So, so, so that's happening. He's rubbing my, like, there's a point where he literally was rubbing my feet. And I was like, "Mm, I see that you put that in the script. I see, which like in a script, I, I should have seen that as a red flag, but I was like, 
like if another actor did that, I wouldn't like it'd be like whatever. But this is not another actor. This is just this guy. Um. So then I swear to God, there was a scene that I was supposed to to make out with a VFX ghost. Like I don't know if I'm like possessed. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. This is not going into Trump territory. It's it's fine. Don't Jenna, you look concerned. It's just weird as hell. It's weird as hell, but don't be concerned. It's it's not illegal, but it sure as heck was gross. So so imagine me. I'm like sitting on um like a countertop. There's like a granite countertop, and I'm oh. sitting on that. And he's telling me it's a VFX ghost. A VFX. So it's a, a virtual ghost, um, a graphic essentially that he's going to put in later that's the script he puts in clip art (laughs) worse so he i swear to god i'm sitting there and this man comes out in a scream costume without the mask in the black hooded outfit no yes this i mean he was like very this tiny little man comes out and he's wearing a scream outfit and i'm like Am I going to be murdered today? 100%. Uh, Plot twist. I am still here. (laughs) I survived. You're a kid. What? Are you serious? God, I thought you were going to die in this story. This whole time. I'll make it out alive because here I am, Jenna. Living proof that even creepy guys sometimes you get away. No, um, I just knocked the mic like a mother trucker. Um, so he comes out and like, he's he's we're faking kissing thing i would have definitely not done that his head is right next to mine and i can just hear him breathing like heavy breathing in my ear with this hood on and he's just i'm putting my arms around him and i must have done like stiff barbie arms because yeah. we did want to because i'm freaking out now because i'm like this is really not cool my heart would have been racing it was racing it was it was i that was the moment where i go uh-oh and I'm on camera. So I'm like on camera realizing this guy is doing weird stuff. He's got like literally a scream guy outfit on, which is creepy and scary. And you're alone in an apartment complex. And I had told my boyfriend at the time where I was basically. But other than that, you're 20 years old with an older man mm-hmm. who's like, let me give you an opportunity. <laughs> hey, little girl, you want an opportunity? It only, it'll only cost you your sanity. So, so yeah, so he's doing that. He's, I mean, I cannot, I can hear it now, like the way he was breathing in my ear. And like I said, I was doing the Barbie arms because we did one take because I was like terrified. And he's like, uh, we need to redo that. You look really uncomfortable. <gasps> yeah. Did you hear what you just said? Let's not redo that. I know that wasn't acting, bud. I am terrified. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay. So I just like gently like do like rub his, I don't rub his back, but I do like gentle, like less, less awkward arms. And he's like, okay, yep. That's it. That'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. So that happened. I know. This is something that like, if I were in that position, I would get into my car and immediately start panic sobbing. I feel like I did. I think I did. Because I called my boyfriend at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Be- so it like that happened. And yeah. then it there's just so much. That's the main weird stuff. And then like, I, I was just trying to leave. Like at that point, yeah. I'm like, I have to get out of here. So we- it was finished. And he's like, okay. And he's like, hey, 
just so you know, like if you ever need anything, if if you need anything at all, like I am here for you. Like giving me this whole nice guy speech. Like I've got your back. Yeah. As I am like, okay, bye. I'm like, I'm get. just constantly shaking my head throughout this. I know. Time. I'm like, so- no, 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 no. <laughs> the only time I've ever seen you not talk oh, is this story because you're horrified. After that, I get a message from him saying, you know what? I'm rewriting the entire film because I want to, the movie to be about you. And I was, no. I, yeah, no. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And he hounded me and he hounded me and he hounded me. And eventually I was like, I am not going to, I'm not doing any more of this film. I'm done filming. I've done what I signed my contract to do. Good for you. Thank God. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and stay tuned for part two coming next week. And do not forget, my friends, if you have a nice guy story that you would like to share that does not include any type of crime or violence, please, please, please send your stories to the F the Nice Guy podcast at F the Nice Guy podcast at gmail.com. I would love to share your stories. And uh, if you could, make sure to add a little tagline at the end, something to the effect of, as always, F the nice guy, you know, something to that effect, because we love, we love a solid ending, right? So thank you for listening. I can't wait to hear your stories. And as always, my friends, F the nice guy.